Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we are jumping into more reviews from Dances with Films, which wrapped up tonight out in Hollywood at the Hollywood and Highland Center, uh, better known as where the Oscars are held to film fans and tourists, visitors, all of that. So the other night on Friday, I got to attend Dances with Films, excuse me, and I, it's funny, I attended Dances with Films, but I didn't see any films because well, it, anyways, uh, got to see Sean McCarthy, whose films we're going to review on the next episode, which is the wrap for Dances with Films. Uh, also got to see Jason Cartlian, who we reviewed his film Subculture. Saw our good friend Kim Dixon, who hooked us up with Chance and To the Moon and Back, which you can go into the archives. Check out our website, www.talkingpicturesla.com top right corner click podcast episodes and you'll be able to just go back in the last few days see episode read listen to episodes dances with films it'll say episode one and two and for those of you that are real film nuts you want to jump into we'll we'll bring in our guests in a second here uh there'll also be another festival we're covering i'm only saying this because each episode especially with festivals and reviewing these indie films brings us new listeners and new audience. So I, I don't like feeling redundant, but there's some other festivals we covered. The show is all over the country. We are so thankful for that. So you can check out, uh, if you're a real film junkie, I'm always telling the audience to write down the films we talk about. And this has been a unique festival. Well, let me introduce the guests and then I'll discuss a little bit of Friday night. Uh, welcome. Are you with us, Sharon? I'm here, Paul. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, now, uh, Sharon was, uh, if you listen to episodes one and two, listen to episode two. That was a unique thing we'd never done here on the show. We've always kept it at two films, but we actually reviewed, well, Sharon reviewed three shorts and two features. And that was really cool because one of the things that's fun about this is sending the films around to other filmmakers so they can hear about each other and support each other because the premise of our show is that this is not a rat race competition. Film is an art and a love for everyone. And it's not yours. It's not mine. It's ours. So before we get into uh, Sharon reviewing the films, I just wanted to say briefly uh, thank you again to Sylvia and her team for having us. It was great to go out with our other executive producer, Carolyn, and network, hang out in the lounge. There was a panel with, I didn't catch the name because the room was so packed and I didn't, you can't talk obviously while a panel's going on. Uh, there was a acquisitions executive from Paramount Pictures uh, and we got to just spend a nice time, as I was saying, seeing Jason from Subculture. Uh, met Sean McCarthy from uh, the director of Douchaholics, which will be our next episode, and the wrap. Uh, really great to meet him from San Jose. And then so our good friend Kim, as I was saying when Sharon called in, that brought us Chance into the Moon and Back, which was in our first Dances with Films episode. 
saw our good friend, which we didn't have any films from her, but we wanted to say thank you to Miss Joy Paris, who uh, actually uh, interviewed us on the red carpet. And it was the first time we've ever done a talking pictures interview where we're not interviewing someone. So we got to talk about being at Dances with Films, talk about what the filmmakers mean to us and talk about our mission with the show. So again, for the, also for those of you new listeners, again, go to www.talkingpicturesla.com. You also can find us on Facebook, Talking Pictures. Check that out. We have videos. Uh, we also put, that's where we post new episodes. Uh, but with that, Dances with Films, we want to thank you again for having us out. Always a fun time. And so now, Sharon, we will start with a film called Holden On. And that's Holden like William Holden, not Holding. Holden On, directed by Tamlin Hall. Now, what I decided to do for the first time with, with this uh, festival was we had the good fortune to have Sharon, who's one of the executive producers, uh, reviewing some of the films. And so I kind of stepped back as a host. So I wanted to have some surprise and fun in hearing because literally being the host before we had a team of producers uh, and cut, we've covered dances with films. This is our third year for talking pictures. Uh, I'm always writing the show and watching the screener and talking to the filmmaker. So by the time it comes to recording, I, there's nothing, there's no surprise for me. I love it and it's fun, but it's just like, okay, I've, I've been writing four drafts of this. So I already know everything that's going to happen on the episode. So with that, welcome to Talking Pictures for you new listeners and parts of this. And now I will zip it, and Sharon can jump into the first film, Holding On, directed by Tamlin Hill. Yeah, Holding On, Holding On, directed by Tamlin Hall. Listen, Hall, sorry movie. about that. Not a problem. We all make mistakes. I do it all the time. It, you just movie, like saying that I made a mistake. Come on now. <laughs> oh, come on. I have to take my little undershot right there. Yes, this is Give true. Give me a break. Come on. Everybody Good has thing to take a moment. there's no rocks nearby, but go ahead. <laughs> well, as much as we're joking around and kidding around and laughing at the moment, this is honestly a really sad story. Let me tell you, you're going to need your Kleenex for this one. Paul, as you well know and I well know that any movie... If it excites some type of emotion out of you, whether it be anger, happiness, sadness, that is the mark in itself of a good, great movie, should I say. This movie will have you crying. It is an excellent film. It is about this teenager, and his story is how he leads up to his suicide. It is heart-wrenching. It is heartbreaking, especially with the whole... 13 Reasons Why going across right now. I refuse to watch that one right now. I will not do it. Um, I've heard some real... I I don't want to hear about a teenager giving out 13 Reasons Why to commit suicide. 
this one actually goes in a different direction. It shows that you do need to get these kids help, that people are willing to help. And it does show that sometimes you can go in above and beyond and still have it turn out not the way you wanted it to. This movie really had me questioning what is going to be happening to these kids right now. Um, Anyone with mental health issues, anyone who's depressed, who's in a bad situation, I don't think people realize that teen suicide for ages 15 to 24 is the second leading cause of death here in the United States for teenagers. That's a really alarming thing. Suicide is the second thing that takes the second leading cause that kills teenagers here in America. Well, that makes me question, this movie really had me questioning what is going to happen to these teenagers now with the current administration flashing all of these help things that are there for them. Yeah, the, and the current administration is pushing a lot of people to consider suicide. And again, we're not censored here and we're not being political and we're not here to uh, trash or dump on anyone. So again, sorry, Sharon, I had to say that uh, for the new well, audience. it's not like we try to be political with something like this. But when you're looking at a film such as this, and it is so well done, and it does show these services, and it does, it can help you to find out services to help. But what's going to happen to these teenagers if these services are no longer there because it's flashed by the current administration? You can't help but your mind go into that political corner with all the turmoil that's going on with the current administration. Well, the world, the current administration has managed to make the planet an issue, but that's a podcast for another time, but go ahead. Yeah, we could probably do that podcast for about two hours in and of itself. Oh, yes, for sure. But go ahead. You were were talking about your... I just, I was really this... As you well know, Paul, you can't get into the whole story because you can't give away the story. But let me tell you, I couldn't help but feel for this kid and what he goes through because you see this kid he is that well-rounded kid he is that every American teenager and how it is how he ends up into committing suicide you you couldn't help but having your heart break but it is one of those films I don't care if you're a parent whatever you are you do need to see this this is not a re- teenager giving a reason why they need to commit suicide. This is a this is a movie about let's help because this is what can happen. Well, yes, and it's sad that it can happen. And I'm looking over some some PR notes here that I want to let you guys know. Um, this is a website. Uh, org, and again that's Holden like William Holden the great classic actor film actor H-O-L-D-E-N on .org uh, this is basically a true story that was written and directed by Tamlin Hall she was friends with Holden Layfield 
And I do want to apologize again, as I said that I like surprises. Uh, we had a studio problem and some emails vanished. So I am thankful here that this blurb that we can read on behalf of the film is here. So the review is not just a review in a film. And as an audience, you're going, well, what the heck is the reference point? Um, uh, Tamlin was friends with Holden Layfield and lived through this story in and around the school and community. The movie takes a real look at what it's like to struggle silently with mental illness. Now, I probably have this wrong because I get backwards with speaking of mental illness. A, a brain issue I have um, that's not considered mental illness, but it's, uh, it falls under affecting my memory. So it was either uh, April or March was Mental Awareness Month. And mental Illness Awareness Month. And this was taking a real look at it. And this was screened for the first time at the Atlanta Film Festival and won the Audience Award, which that's huge because the Atlanta Film Festival, big deal. And of course, Atlanta is one of the film hubs uh, for production. Um, and so this was the second screening for Dances with Films. It actually showed this past week on Wednesday, uh, the 7th. And uh, you guys, again, please go to um, www.iamholdenon.org. And you can also check out a cool review on filmthreat.com slash reviews slash Holden dash on. Now, we're not one to, we support, but we're not one to go promote and say, check out reviews on another site because we want you listening to us. But because this is such an important topic, uh, we are open to telling you anywhere that you can read more about it and pay attention to this. So um, sorry about that, Sharon. We're only just had to do the little hosting. For this one time, yeah. We're only making yeah. the excuse this one time because it is such one of those topics that everybody should yeah. be talking about and getting out it, there. It's that or it's like Susan's... Um, to the moon and back, or if, if we were talking about a film about gay marriage, or if we were talking about a film about veterans. Every again, once in a while, they just come across one of those films that you know have to get out there. As yeah. much as we want to keep it to ourselves, we will be, hey, we don't like plugging other people, but listen to these reviews. You do have to see this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't, we're not, yeah, because we know other shows don't plug us. <laughs> Um, now, this being a, a real story, if you could, obviously, without, they say here that it was his friend, that it's, she wrote it, she lived in the community, says here uh, that Holden was a 17-year-old, and it was homecoming week in a small Georgia town, and it, it's very interesting, because I think I use this saying for when you take a small town opinion and use it for a national debate, the number one thing that I think it applies to is guns. Uh, you have people in the Midwest who are trained hunters who are into safety and they think that's the same as if you live in the ghetto in Detroit and will get carjacked. So we want you guys to pay attention to this, check out the website. Um, this is all too important we could, I, I don't even want to get into how this is going on with veterans, but please just, number one thing we want to say is, is just have some respect for mental health. We all have it. 
we're all, and this is a respectful term, we're all bozos on the bus. That's not making fun of the mental ill, mentally ill, um, because mentally ill is the same as breaking your arm. Um, so now with this film, you said get the Kleenex ready. It obviously affected you. Um, before we move on to the next film, if you could just take like two minutes and if you, if there's anything that you could say, or if you don't want to, um, mentioning just, it's one thing to watch it and another thing to watch it as a parent. Oh, wow. Watching it as a parent, um, Watching it as a parent, it honestly had me sitting down, questioning my children about if they've ever had feelings that have been really bad, really dark. Um, if they've ever, if they would ever feel that way, do they feel they could talk to me? There was. We ended up having a real discussion. Um, I feel that I have a pretty good relationship with my kids. We're pretty open. They've always come to me with any of their feelings. But, hey, I've seen situations out there where people had open relationships with kids, and that is what's so scary is you can have a fully open relationship with a kid and still not know everything and not know that they're hiding this deep, dark secret and it could just be depression. It could be something happening to them at school. It could be a mental health issue. There's a whole line of issues that could go on with anybody of that age. And it can be a very scary thing. So we sat down and discussed every single feeling who they can go to to talk if they felt that it wasn't me counselors at school we just had this whole slew I mean it sounds very over the top it sounds like this mom has like really what the heck but honestly that is how worried this movie had me after I watched it because you realize you may not always know everything that was going on and you may think that you're perfectly on top of everything and you just don't know it's not your fault for not knowing. That's the scary no, part. No, of course. I mean, it's it's such a wide thing, um, and we, like you said, we can't spoil the film or go too far into it. But it's something that you just got to have compassion for. And you know, I'm I'm starting to even get kind of upset here because I I know for me, it how it goes on is just such an alarming rate with veterans, and so to not go down that path and to keep this uh, on an important yet uh, upbeat show. Um, the next film was Charlie vs. Goliath, which again, I know nothing because I want some surprise. So fill me in, Sharon. Uh, upbeat, yes. We needed a bit of upbeat. And Charlie versus Goliath is just that. This is a documentary that is written and directed by... Reed Lindsay. Now, this is a documentary, as I said, but it's not about your normal everyday person. Okay, this is actually a documentary about an ex priest named Charlie Hardy who decides to run for U.S. Senate seat in the state of Wyoming as a Democrat, mind you, in a state that is dominant 
Republican dominant, pardon me. So this guy, as I said, try and wrap your mind around that for a moment. Now running for U.S. Senate as a Democrat in the state of Wyoming, which happens to be a Republican-dominated state. Isn't that just a mind-boggler in and of itself right there? Yes, and yeah. Well, for sure. it gets better. Yeah. For sure. It gets better, honestly. <laughs> Anything Republican is mind-boggling to me, but go ahead. <laughs> well, you got to be an ex-priest. All right, and this guy... He, if you watch him in this documentary, he has the most upbeat, never surrender, keeps going type of personality. And you end up loving him for it. Because no matter what you see them put this poor guy through, he's still chugging away. He's still being up. He knows things are hard. He's not stupid at all. But he still keeps going. In fact, there's a line that's in the, pardon me, there's a line that's in the documentary that Charlie says is quotes from Mother Teresa, and it's, he literally, uh, pardon me, I don't know why all of a sudden my brain just breaks out. Sorry, folks. Anyways, he quotes from Mother Teresa, and it is, and I think it's because I literally don't want to swear on air. I'm so trained on this. Yeah, swear on air. We're not saying say whatever you want. I know, but I'm still not used to this. And the quote is, never let those motherfuckers get you down. Now, is that in and of itself right there does not give you what kind of personality this guy is? I don't know what will. Well, first of all, that's the best attitude. And second of all, sometimes you need to say the F word. You know, that brings up like what you're saying, Mother Teresa and perception. And I just wanted to say quickly that the reason why we are not censored is because there's enough censorship in this world. And this is the place where we want people to be able to think and say what they feel without argument, without fighting, which goes back to that, what we were saying about the administration. And anyways, um, so upbeat. And with that, never let those motherfuckers get you down. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So now I'm... I have here, uh, there's a website you can go to, www.charlieversgoliath.com. And let me, you know what, I'm going to pull that up because now that you've kind of told me some stuff. Now, please, as I do this and we go into our last five or six minutes, uh, tell me some stuff about, like, did you like the pacing? Did you like the camera work? Did you... You know, tell me about some of the technical stuff that you uh, that you found interesting or intriguing, or that uh... I love the pacing of this movie. It was not one of those boring "let's just go fall asleep" documentaries. Sorry, some of you out there, you know who you are. You try and put us to sleep. I, you, you need to go and look at this too. They livened it up. You can see philosophy through it, but at the same time, you're going through this man's story, but it's not a slow, dredging one. You're not saying they're going, oh, hurry up. You're sitting there because you're seeing him fight adversity, but at the same time, it's keeping up with a quick pace and going through his whole campaign and seeing him with other people, and you literally see 
from a beginning to an end for actually a pretty good period of time, and it has not gone to three, four hours, they did an excellent job with that. It is not one, I thank God, it's not one of those documentaries that's jumping everywhere and you feel like you're about to be motion sick because they just can't keep the camera still for the life of them. Right. This is definitely not one of those. They had an excellent camera guy. As I said, this one was just a really well put together documentary. The whole team was on par. The story was on par. The whole thing put together really well done. Did um now I'm I'm looking at the website and it says that you can fill out a form to host a screening of this. So would it be giving anything away to say why they would be saying contact them if you want to host a screening? Like, is there some form of charity to it? Or because I I know usually when there's a film like that, it's that's not normal to where they're saying no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like. You look up well, they didn't personally tell me anything. I'm really not too sure about that, but I know okay. he was going for a second run back in 2016. Um, he was going for a second running after this documentary. So it may have been going towards helping with that campaign, or I'm really not too sure. All in, maybe it's because it's a second one. No, that's cool. I mean, I was just wondering. I didn't know if, like, uh, that, uh, speaking of Wyoming, and we're going down into our last four minutes here. Uh, so, again, we want to thank everyone. Uh, but just speaking of Wyoming, when that audacious beating of Matthew Shepard in 1998 or 99, uh, when Matthew Shepard, as a friend of mine, came out, they had where you could uh, host a screening or ask to have a screening at your church or um, so that's why I didn't know if maybe it was like something like that. Um, but it's good that we had the yin yang here. We had the documentary some, and something light and something dark, not dark, something that needs to be addressed. Um, again, Charlie and Goliath holding on, uh, check out those websites. And again, charlieversegoliath.com dances with films. We are thankful to you guys. And we're thankful to these, to the PR reps, uh, Melanie with Charlie versus Goliath, and you said it was Jeff with Holden On, correct? Correct. Yes. We want to say thank you to Jeff. Um, we appreciate that you guys reached out and shared these films with us because we like to kind of look at any film, and this show has had shorts, documentaries, features, uh, heavy social topics, uh, historical stuff, uh, social stuff. Um, there's there's nothing I love more than something that stirs the pot. We've been fortunate to have some of those. And so, yeah. And also, one last thing, and then Sharon, I can give you about a minute of the floor, is uh, we when you guys hear about these films, know that we have people in other states. So we have reporters in Seattle, and uh, we travel to places like New York and Vancouver and New Orleans and Tampa, so don't just think, hey, I live here, so this isn't relevant. We, we, br- we bring you stuff that we hope and know will go all over. So uh, you have about a minute if you want to say something else, Sharon, here as we go into the wrap. 
Well, I just want to say what an honor it is to get to review these films and watch them. I love seeing the different points of view of seeing all the different approaches to different things, different topics. And thank you for just letting me about a part of this. Oh, no, I mean, you're very welcome. And you're, to- you're a big part of the show, of course. As I didn't mention, it says on your screen, if you're watching this, Sharon is uh, one of the executive producers. And as I wrap up here in the last minute, I want to thank, of course, the team, uh, our producer, Josh, you know, radios. Anyways, our producer, Josh Lang, executive producers, sorry, executive producers, Josh Lang, Carolyn Booth, Jim McNulty, sound man, Wayne, uh, executive producer, Rob, all of that. You guys know who you are. Um, and with that, I want to just say aloha and thank you again, Dances with Films, for giving us a great chance to go on the air. We got 30 seconds. Any final words, Sharon? It's been great, Dances with Films. Awesome films. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Pictures. We will see you soon. We'll be back with Dances with Films in a few days. Tune in Tuesday. Well, it'll be posted, but www.talkingpicturesla.com. Check the archives. Tuesday we'll have a new episode with Richard Crudo, the wonderful cinematographer. Take care and have a good night, everyone. Aloha.